What is big? At UCF, being big provides options. Big creates opportunity, and Big offers more than 80 accredited online programs and certificates that fit your life no matter where you live. Ranked as one of the nation's top 20 online programs by US News and World Report, UCF Online is more than just convenient, it's life-changing. To apply or search for degrees, visit ucf.edu online. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I'm Kelvin Thompson. And I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And you are listening to TopCast, the Teaching Online podcast. Hi, Tom. Hi, Kelvin. Here we are. How many times do we say, here we are? Here, here we, we are. are again. As if we would be anywhere else. We're always here. We're always People here. People think we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we go to a conference. That's true, and come back and go back to our monastic cell. That's right. <laughs> That's what we're in, the monastic cell. It's a sweat We've sweat got box. Our, our, our abbot, Tim, looking through the glass abbot at us. Abbot Tim. I kind of yeah. like that. Let's use that. Yeah. Abbot Tim. We do have some proof of our attendance at a conference uh, in this very episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, coming up. Yeah. But meanwhile, I'm going to drink some coffee here. But what's that, Kelvin? Where did, where did you get that coffee? Well, Tom, thank you for that lead-in. Um, so <laughs> I admittedly gave you a bit of a hard time in the last episode for going to Portland, Oregon, and coming home without coffee. So yeah. i got to give you props, though. In this episode, I'll <laughs> commend you for going to Denver and bringing back coffee. Whether I intended to or not. That's right. So in the thermos today is the coffee you brought back from Denver. So, ooh, it's a very special episode of TopCast. <laughs> Turnabout's fair play. How about you tell us about the coffee and make a connection to today's episode? What's in the thermos, Tom? <laughs> That's right. What's in the thermos, Tom? <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So uh, TopCast listener, uh, Brad Zercher, what a guy. Director of Business Development for the Unison Consortium. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into Brad as I was I was walking the hallway at the Educause um, annual meeting. Took in him out, did Denver. you? Just bam, right there. <laughs> it was funny. I was I was just walking down the uh, the kind of corridor there in the convention center, and I'm, here's you know advice to others: wear your name badge, uh-huh. <laughs> because it works. Uh huh. I don't. I don't know if Brad and I had ever met in person. Okay, all right. We may have, but I don't. I couldn't remember. But all of a sudden, I hear Tom, and I, you know, I look over, and and he was with a gentleman who I also needed to talk uh-huh. to from a publisher. That's good. And um, struck up a conversation. We were talking about the business that the publisher and I had to talk about, and then halfway through the conversation, uh, Brad reaches in his backpack mm-hmm. and pulls out a Ziploc bag of coffee beans. Huh. Just and, happen to have some. Yeah. It kind of pushes him at me and says, here. <laughs> I said, here. Well, why, thank you. Uh, were, were you just like carrying these around in the off chance that you might run into me in the hallway? And he said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So he thought you might appreciate some coffee. God bless you, Brad. You yeah. are a top cast listener and you loaded yourself up with some coffee just in case as everyone should do. Yeah. In case you <laughs> might run across one of us. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> or somebody else. Case of emergency, brew so coffee. So he um, he home roasted this coffee. Home roasted. He did, and he put it in the Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and he and he gave it to me at Educause uh, in 2018, depending mm-hmm. on when you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. That we we were in Denver. It is a single origin Nicaragua Buenos Aires 
Finca El Lino. Wow. Which uh, you've helped helped me with. You think that's a dark roast. I think I think this I think he roasted it dark. It looked like yeah. it to me. Um so what do you think, Kelvin? I think it's actually pretty tasty. I, I, I am having it for the first time here as uh, we're sitting in the studio. I think it's got a nice nice taste to it. I did it uh, uh, for Brad's benefit, if he's listening. I uh, did it on the French press, and uh, so it's a coarse grind. And uh, I thought it was, that thing was pretty tasty. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Thank you, Brad. Uh, very much appreciate it. I Best appreci- home-roasted coffee we've had on TopCast. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you roasted some? No, no. no? I, you know, uh, Brad, uh, I followed up and asked him just the specific uh, variety here, and uh, he said that he's been home-roasting for a while, and uh, he had been doing a popcorn popper, burned out two of those, and <laughs> finally invested in a real home-roaster, and uh, he said he's got an alternate persona. He's the "Quote unquote coffee guy at church." He said he got tired of the Folgers, so he <laughs> he roasts, uh, brews, and brings in <laughs> coffee. So he's like, "Oh, coffee guy." Yeah, well, so he knows what he's doing. No kidding. I, and I, I wouldn't have done that well. That's pretty good. So thank you. Now connection, Tom. The connection. Obviously, there is a connection. Obviously, I have obviously. I'm waiting to see how good your kung fu is. Yeah. <laughs> So here's my kung fu. I didn't tease it so you could figure it out yourself without kind of giving away the rest of the episode. Mm -hmm. But for the home listening audience Mm -hmm. benefit, um, during that, uh, the OLC Accelerate conference, Mm -hmm. which was shortly after the Educause conference, uh, but that happened to be here in Orlando for us, fortunately, um, I happened to meet and speak with um, an old friend, Mm -hmm. Dr. Jill Bubin, Mm -hmm. who recently joined Unison, mm-hmm. where Brad works. Ooh. So they are now colleagues. I recorded an interview with Jill, uh-huh. and we talked all things Unison. Yeah. Thus, it seemed like a really appropriate time to be drinking coffee that came from Brad. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you credit. That, that, that's a pretty good connection. Uh, let's see if you can pull that off another few times. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can, can win any Saturday once. That's right. right Even time. a broken clock is right twice a day. Just and, say it. And you could argue that, gee, Tom, that's a, ver- a fairly, um, you know, non-creative direct connection I would never say that requires no kung fu at all no it was it was pretty solid okay yeah pretty solid so thanks to Brad and thanks to Jill yeah um so yeah um that that was uh that was the connection okay I I like the coffee I like the connection so uh you said we've got an interview so um hitting the highlights uh, Jill, some of our listeners might know, was formerly on staff with the Online Learning Consortium, OLC, a senior director of research and innovation. And uh, also for our listeners' benefit, as many of them will know, Unison is a consortium of universities and systems with the stated mission of, quote, improving the learner experiences with digital teaching and learning resources, unquote. Anything you'd like to say additionally about the interview with Jill before we cut to the recording, Tom? Uh, other than uh, we just very much appreciated her time and learning about Unison, I don't think so. I think she does a really good job of explaining it. So maybe we'll play the interview, mm-hmm. come back on the other side, and make a few pithy comments. I don't do pithy, Tom. <laughs> Here's Jill. So, Jill, thank you for being on TopCast. Oh, thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure. So uh, at the time we are recording this, you are in a relatively new position with the Unison Consortium. Yes. So. I know what the Unison Consortium is. The University of Central Florida is a member, and um, we've gotten a lot of value out of being in Unison. But when I talk about Unison, I often 
um, well, I won't say often, it depends on the circumstances, but I occasionally get that, that furrowed brow, quizzical <laughs> look, and then I have to explain what unison is. So maybe that would be a good place to start. If you could share with the vast TopCast listening sure. audience, um, what is unison? Sure, I'd love to. Um, and it's interesting, I had this similar experience when going through the, the process um, in applying for this job, and I said, you all know what you do, but the outside world doesn't know what you do. Right. So that's um, part of my role will be telling, telling that story. So um, we're a relatively young a consortium of 25 institutions. Um, our founding, 11 founding members are largely from the Big Ten. Um, and they really gathered around the idea that if we have a unified data platform that can uh, pull in data from all different types of sources, so not only the student information systems, but learning management systems and other uh, technology systems, um, we can then collect data in one place and institutions can pull their data from that but we can also start to be doing cross-institutional research to hopefully try to affect student success measures. So mm -hmm. access, affordability, um, retention, persistence, big big dreams for me out of the research side. Yeah. But it was really built around, I think some of the misconception is um, we do have the ability to uh, offer different contracts with technology vendors, but the, the founding members really pulled around this idea that um, a strong unified data system could provide the opportunity to really largely impact student success measures. Yeah, and that that um, that you know interest in data kind mm -hmm. of in, in aggregate across you know uh, I've been told that the like the FTE across the entire Unison consortium is like seven hundred eight hundred thousand or something like. We're that. actually this fall just around approaching nine hundred and fifty thousand. Oh so goodness. we're hoping you wow. know the balloons will fall from the sky when we hit a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's a big number, right? Yeah. And if you can put together a data set. Um, across that number, mm -hmm. you can start to, to really pull some insights. I guess yeah. that's the plan. Part of, if my memory serves, um, part of some of the rationale for creating the consortium, in addition to the data, um, is, so I think about some of, the, some of the stuff that Brad Wheeler has said mm -hmm. from Indiana. And um, he has referenced, if my, again, if my memory's right, the, the odd publishing model that we have in, in higher ed, where faculty write an article that they're kind of required to publish, right, yeah. to keep their jobs and get tenure, and they give that for free to some publisher who sells it back to that very same university at exorbitant prices where um, it just seems sort of backwards. Mm -hmm. and, I, and my understanding was that the founding members of Unison were concerned that faculty would be creating um, educational products, multimedia assets, mm -hmm. other kinds of you know, online tools and uh, content that publishers would end up getting and selling back to us. And there was yeah. some attempt to kind of take matters into our own hands. Mm -hmm. is, is that still part of the mission? Yeah, that's an excellent, I'm glad you brought that up. So that the content um, part of the mission is definitely uh, providing faculty with the opportunity to be publishing openly. Mm -hmm. um, one big part of that content, uh, we have a lot of faculty using Pressbooks platforms, um, sharing broadly. Uh, we, one of our members, Ohio State, they have uh, an entire website about the, the 
the publications from the faculty and how we can be sharing them amongst the consortium. Um, we have a teaching and learning subgroup of about 90 people. Anyone in our institutions can go to these meetings, but that's one of the big topics. How are we sharing um, what we're publishing openly? How are we um, bringing these publications into the classes? And then I think we're also looking at, we're actually in the, in the coming months having a publisher's convening. So we're convening um, the top three publishers as well as Lumen Learning, um, OpenStax, and, and really trying to look at the issues of what's happening in publishing and how are we trying to provide kind of equal affordability measures. Mm -hmm. um, and then also how are we helping institutions looking, looking at digital content at an enterprise level at the institution, because we know, you know, faculty are picking whatever they would like to do, but how can we look at that at an enterprise level so that we can hopefully lower the cost to students um, and ensure, you know, I think the end goal is ensure that all students have their, you know, digital books or OER, whatever that is, in, right. in their hands the first day of class. Yeah, great. Um, so your role, is, mm -hmm. is a new one at Unison, if, if my knowledge, uh, having been a member a couple of years, mm -hmm. is, uh, is correct. Um, it's, a t it's a title that didn't previously exist at Unison. So That's you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing and what you hope to accomplish? Yeah, sure. Um, yes, it is, it is a new role, so we're kind of creating it a little bit as we go, but basically uh, really have a few functional areas. So with the launch of the Unison data platform, we can now start doing the research. So I was brought in to start working with that larger teaching and learning group to look at what priorities we have around research and how will they link to our mission. Um, so we'll be hopefully starting to do some cross-institutional studies in the coming, within the next year. Um, so that's that academic part is a big part of, of my position. Also working with all of the teaching and learning sub, subcommittees around different topics and um, publishing some of those, uh, some studies, not only from the Unison data platform, but some of the work that's being done on all the campuses and trying to really highlight what our campuses are doing. So I'd say that's really the academic part. Um, a big piece of my position is member engagement. So current member engagement, what are they doing with Unison? Um, how can we better help them use the assets of Unison and use the Unison community? Um, and then we're also looking at some strategic new membership growth. So I'm working with institutions that are like-minded and interested um, in joining uh, Unison. And then actually, it's great that I'm here on TopCast because a lot, another part of my role is marketing and communication. So okay. I oversee that arm and really telling the story. Who are we and, and how might we have this impact on higher ed? You know, I sometimes get asked about that membership growth that you, yeah. that you mentioned. And, um, you know, it, it, in, Unison started with, as you said, um, kind of these large state in many cases, Big Ten institutions, not all of them, but many of them. Um, and then two of those members brought in their systems, uh, mm -hmm. and that's how we became a part. University of Florida brought in the Florida University system. Um, I think Nebraska is mm -hmm. the other one. Um, now, not every 
school in the Florida University system would consider itself kind of an R1, right. um, big research school. We've got, a, for example, a small public liberal arts college as part of our system. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at a particular profile of school that would that would become a member? Are you recruiting uh, maybe a more diverse group? Are you trying to find more of the kind of the original founding members? Uh, do you have a plan? Yeah, so I'm um, I'm working with our our new CEO Aaron Neal on a, a strategic plan. You know, we have immediate interest now, and we're fielding that, and and then looking more strategically down to the two three years. Um, we know that in in terms of the service we provide our members, I'd say it's really like gold level. It's above white white glove level. <laughs> Um, so we don't want to bring members on too quickly. Right. Um, and again, want to make sure they're aligned to the mission. I, my background is adult learning, online learn, learning, serving adults. So a little selfishly, I'd like to see us expand um, in the future, looking at different types of institutions. Um, and I think the researcher would research would be that much richer. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's we. We, do, we are all research ones now, with the exception of a few of the system schools. But if we're talking about access, affordability, um, student success measures, uh, I would like to see us really broaden what that membership looks like a little bit, um, you know, if, even if that's in a, a three-year plan. Um, so a little bit of a plan in that area, yeah. but nothing really slated. Okay. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check in in a year. <laughs> um, you know, when I when I um, think about the kinds of services that we use at mm -hmm. Unison and that we participate in, um, you know, we've gotten some real value out of out of a lot of those uh, products and uh, and the community itself. Mm -hmm. This may not be a fair question <laughs> because you're sort of new in the role, <laughs> but I will ask it anyway. Welcome to Topcast. Um, <laughs> What would you say are the most popular parts of the of the Unison inventory of services and products uh, that that you provide to the membership? Well, that's not a hard one, Tom. Oh, okay. You have me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, right now with the launch of the data platform, everyone is. I mean, that's hot. Every, we're, mm -hmm. We've got. By the end of the year, we'll have eight of our 11 founding institutions on ingesting data. But everyone's, when can I do research? What can right. I do? How can I do it? Um, I'd say, so that's kind of a unison-grown uh, product. Our other... Um, and that one hasn't, I mean, for those of us that are not founding members, it hasn't made its way down to us yet. No, not <laughs> yet. But um, UCF would be perfect for my, uh, <laughs> my plans for research. Um, Engage is another um, product that I don't think a lot of folks know, but I know UCF is getting more involved, and that's our uh, digital reader, so ebook reader, but also digital courseware, um, and that's getting used quite a bit, uh, and if, especially with a lot of this inclusive access models in right. states, they're looking at that. Um, so definitely the Engage. And one comment on that, just to just to kind of for those not familiar with Engage or or Unison. Um, that that huge number of FTE that we talked about earlier has given Unison the ability to negotiate really attractive pricing with the publishers mm -hmm. for the membership through Engage, and mm -hmm. that, that's been something we've been very interested in. Oh, good. Yeah, and I we have I think 17 agreements and over 100,000 titles, and that's where I th you know the the membership one of the values is if we know 
a UCF or any school is interested in working with a publisher we don't have, we're able to reach out and say, okay, let's see, what can we do? Can we mm-hmm. get them on board? So um, I really enjoy that kind of hand-holding. give you a list when, we're, yeah. when we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I definitely, you know, the data platform, Engage, um, and then we have some different service provider contracts, like, such as uh, Top Hat, Macmillan, right. um, the clicker the clicker world is yes. is booming right we've, now. <laughs> we've signed a few of those as well. Uh, one that, that I'll give a plug for that I know that may be evolving as time goes on, but at least at the time we're recording this, is um, um, some, some services you're providing for storage through Amazon Web Services, through Redshift, mm-hmm. and that's been really helpful for us. Oh, well. excellent. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Good. Well, um, any uh, kind of uh, things that you would like to tell uh, somebody who's not familiar with Unison before we kind of wrap up, like one last little, like, if there's one thing you want to remember about us or that you should know about Unison. The, the burning, the yes, burning topic. the burning topic, yeah. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, I am fairly new in the role, but I think day, day three of my position, I was at the University of Minnesota at our, our biannual teaching and learning um, group. And for me, it's the community. To watch this community of 90, um, whether faculty, instructional designers, or administrators, um, working intensely to try to solve these problems. I think I've been to a lot of professional development sessions where you know, you're on your phone or your laptop and these folks are so highly committed to trying to move the, the needle in a variety of areas that Unison is focused on. So I think that this, the sense of community and focus on um, the mission and moving, moving the organization forward to impact change in higher ed is really, I mean, it's what brought me to the organization and Mm -hmm. I think that's really what we're all trying to do there. So. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad because, you know, we participate as well and we've gotten a lot of value out of it and, uh, you know, collectively we're all smarter than we are individually. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Jill, thank you so much for being on TopCast. Thank you, Tom. This was a pleasure. So that was your interview with Unison's Jill Bubin, Tom. It was. Um, again, thank you to Jill for taking the time to speak with me and taking time out of what I know is a very busy, busy conference for her. Um, but hopefully for those of you that maybe weren't that familiar with Unison or maybe heard of it and didn't know the details, mm-hmm. that was that was useful for you. And uh, those of you who didn't know that Brad Zercher bre- uh, roast coffee, now you know to hit him up and ask him for a supply. <laughs> whenever like, yeah, you see where's him my Ziploc bag of home uh, roasted beans? I plan on doing that next time I'm <laughs> my path. I'm going to look. Who's coming to this conference? Oh, Brad's coming. Where's my coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Get off my yard. Okay, that's a whole other old man voice. So I was thinking, Tom, uh, it's interesting. There are a number of groupings of institutions that have maybe related missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can think of a few. Frontier Set, for sure. Yeah. Maybe We're part of the University Innovation it, Alliance. That's another. Yeah. Uh, Unison. And I was thinking, I don't look at them as competitors because I think sometimes they overlap, but it's more the consortial arrangements are more about the types of universities than they are about the mission, I think. Um, in some regards, yeah. I mean, you think about this, there are groups of, for example, community colleges. Uh-huh. Um, uh, here in Florida, we're part of what's called the Florida Metropolitan Consortium of Research Universities. Right, right, That's right. us, USF, and FIU. 
Um, and we're very similar kinds of institutions, right, 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 which right. is why we sort of, you know, linked arms on some common goals. The three of us make up like everything good about uh, the majority <laughs> of everything good about the State University of Florida. Freudian slip there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the majority, 60%, like all these different <laughs> metrics, it's like 60 plus percent of that good thing is accounted for by those three institutions. Well, as an aside, uh, f about 50% of all of the bachelor's degrees awarded in the state of Florida are from our three institutions. There you go. So that's a, that's a lot of access being that's provided right. right there. But access is one of those um, mission elements that shows up in a lot of these consortial kind of things, like you said. We all care about that, but then it's maybe about what's unique, what's What's the unifying factor between the institutions that will allow you to push forward on, say, access or, mm -hmm. I don't know, degree attainment or something? Yeah, and, and I, I find it actually interesting and heartening uh, listening to Jill talk about some of their maybe as yet defined plans to expand membership yep, into yep. maybe some different types of institutions. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, for the most part... Definitely the founding members of Unison are a certain kind of institution. Right, right. Now, since they've opened it up to some of the system schools, um, that's broadened some of the kinds of institutions that are in there. I, I think we're, we at UCF are more like the founding institutions mm -hmm. than, than maybe not. Um, so we've been able to participate very heavily in, in a lot of what Unison has to do. But that doesn't mean that there aren't others that couldn't benefit from, from their products and services as well. And I think that does have implications for the promise of how Jill outlined and described the Unison data platform, right? Um, there is something to be said for uh, kind of unified data across uh, similar institutions, but then there's also something to be said for unified data across a diversity of institution types because it helps us learn stuff, right? Yeah. So maybe um, as we kind of uh, wind down here, uh, I will share an African proverb. Oh, do tell. I know it's one that you know well. Yes, yes. Um, we, we've shared it before here. Yeah. Uh, on different occasions, you mm -hmm. and I have each had the opportunity to have meetings at the Gates Foundation yep. in Seattle, the mm -hmm. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Lovely place. And this proverb is on the wall there mm -hmm. um, prominently. And I just, I think it's great. And it, and it says that, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Oh, that's lovely. And that sort of sums up the value of a consortium, mm -hmm. I think, in, in just a, a little <laughs> much more wise way of saying it than, than you know I could do. Yeah, that's actually probably good mic drop territory. And uh, maybe we stop right there. But just to be traditional about it, I suppose, <laughs> um, you know, I'll take a stab at a, at a less pithy um, bottom line uh, for the episode and see if you agree it kind of just it just takes more words to say uh, the same thing that you did in a less elegant way <laughs> so we're always smarter together unison is one consortium that leverages institutional relationships to advance good practices in educational access and degree attainment all of us in higher ed would do well to attend to and apply such practices in our work yeah agreed and i think jill would agree Yes. So thanks to Jill and thanks to Brad. Indeed. Um, since it's been a while, maybe I can do a shameless plug. Shameless away there, Tom. So here's a uh, testimonial from uh, from one of our favorite listeners. Um, this is uh, this showed up at Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. formerly known as iTunes. Mm -hmm. um, and so today's testimonial comes from our good friend and colleague, Dr. Luke Dowden 
of the Alamo College District in uh, lovely San Antonio, Texas. Remember the Alamo? I do. I've been there a number of times. I've never been inside the Alamo. Well, I've been inside once. I've only been there like at night and walked around. They have a collection of Bowie knives. Oh, well, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the knives helped him. I know. There's a lot of them. It's interesting. <laughs> Luke is vice chancellor and chief online learning officer for uh, the Alamo College District. And he very generously said that as a late bloomer in terms of using podcasts to learn, I've really enjoyed the format of TopCast, its emphasis on current topics, the depth of conversation packed into 30 minutes, and breadth of experts it presents. It is the perfect podcast for the morning commute. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Luke. He he actually told me in person that as well, because when he moved from his previous job where he had almost no commute to his current job where he has a much longer commute, he started listening to us a lot more <laughs> and um, has uh, has said some really nice things about how much he's enjoyed it. Yeah, I saw he posted something on Twitter a while back that said a lot, uh, along those lines. I appreciated that as, as well. So if you have something kind to say about TopCast, please look us up on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If you have something to say that warrants follow-up, you might consider recording a voice memo and emailing it to topcast at ucf.edu so that we can respond. We might even play it in a future episode. Wouldn't that be fun? Super duper. Super duper. But until next time, for TopCast, I'm Kelvin. And I'm Tom. See ya. See ya.